It's so important that you understand that what you saw as a type in the Old Covenant is in you. The worship of God, this is even more exciting than what I just said. That the Ark of the Covenant was revealed in the wilderness of life. And the reason this message is so important is because it's not when you're in your cozy bedroom or your prayer altar and you're fasting. That's not when these things happen. It's in the crucible of life. When you're enduring manner, you say God suffered their manners. When they're training your attitude, you know, you run off at the mouth, at everybody, until you get to God. Hallelujah. Like he told me years ago. He said, oh, you can't get upset with me. He said, do you know how many people that have pouted before you? Yeah. I don't fall off my throne because you got upset. Amen. <laughs> I told you, I saw somebody got so frustrated and they threw out their Bible. I said, I'm not reading this anymore. And I laughed. They said, why are you laughing? I said, you're the one that doesn't know what's in it. Even the demons know, that, know it better than you. So you need to go pick it up. The reason all these negative attitudes come out of us is that you didn't know that glory is supposed to develop out of your frustration. Think about it. It was an amazing thing for me when I discovered that everything about Judaism was discovered in the wilderness. The Ark of the Covenant was constructed in the wilderness. The content where all the troubles and the temptations and the trials of the wilderness, excuse me, that produced them. So why is the knowledge of God so limited? That you're going through your trials, but you're not getting glory out of it. Amen. Let me tell you what will happen when glory starts growing from your negative experiences. Satan will start regretting attacking you. I'm telling you, till date, he's still regretting killing Jesus. The Bible says, had they known it, they would not have crucified. They didn't know that in killing him, he would win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You need to convert every disappointment, every trial, every pain, every rejection. You must convert it to glory. Otherwise, you find yourself at the same place that David found Israel when he became king. David was shocked that they were going through the rituals of worship without the ark. 
And the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies. And it was pretension. They knew there was nothing there. And that's what we are dealing with in America. We have churches packed up with thousands of people. And they're bragging about how many members they have. And all the money they have. But they know God is not there. You can't get prayers answered. The glory doesn't show up. David said, I will not participate in an arcless worship. And I'm telling you that the contents of that ark is in your spirit by the Holy Spirit. It is you that has to learn how to convert these negative things into treasures. Think about it. All my covenants that I'm teaching you are things that he taught me in the wilderness. And the beauty of it is when you learn what God is teaching you, you graduate from them. God will swear to you like he swore to me. You will never be hungry again in this life. He will swear to you. All right. So I've shown you the mistake that David made. He wanted to retrieve the ark. And then what the world did influenced him. Because the Philistines put the ark on a cart. He went and did the same, which is what the church is doing. Somebody will sing a circular song, then they will take it and switch the tune or switch the words. How can that be? God will go to Satan to get his music. As dumb as he gets. <laughs> and these things are happening, and we celebrate the people. Because we're just as blind as they are. I told you that's what the snake does. He crawls in. He knows he cannot defeat this thing, but he can crawl in and seduce it and then mess it up. That's the war we are fighting right now. Or that we are waging against Satan to maintain the glory at Resurrection House for all nations. Amen. Hebrews 9. Then verily, the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first, wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread which is called the sanctuary, or you can say the outer court. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, or the holy of holies, all right, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant, overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot, that had manner, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. And over it the cherubims of glory, shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Amen. Amen. So, we see clearly that the 
ark contained three things. The golden pot of manna. Then the tables of the covenant. And then Aaron's rod that budded. We will study these three things in detail through this message. Now we are doing the manna. Because we all can relate to manna. How many of you have experienced manna? Hallelujah. I was watching one of the early services I did on this, and I got really happy when I was talking about spam. I learned about spam from Elder Bobby. Those that grew up in the project. He said he, he didn't know he was poor until somebody told him. That's the power of righteousness. He says that a little a righteous man had is better than all these people killing the ox and the misery there with. Hallelujah. They were, they, he, he used to be upset. The mama would tell him, Bobby, God will make a way. Somehow. He said, I'm so sick of hearing that. But by the time he, he will come home from school, he can smell dinner cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Before he will come home, he will be thinking that their things will be set outside. But not only are they not set outside, but dinner will be on. Where did she get the money? The God that fed Elijah. Hallelujah. That's the heritage of faith. Every time I think about that woman, I get chill bumps. That she was gone from the earth for 25 years. And God kept answering her prayers. And now the Bible was doing all kinds of crazy things. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> hey? Challenging people to pull the trigger and walk off. If you're a man, you pull that trigger. And the angel of the Lord will hold their hand. But one day, God said to him, for you to know that what I'm telling you is the truth. He said, now, Bobby... The prayers your mother prayed for you has now run out. It's either you get saved or you'll be gone. But, beloved, that was 25 years after the woman was gone. The power of righteousness. Woo! (laughs) God kept answering the prayer. Kept answering the prayer. He used to go down the street to the girlfriend's house to get money for books from his father. Yeah, his dad's girlfriend. And then he would be so angry with the mama. He said that one day he, he bucked up against the father in defense of his mama. And the mama beat him. He said, boy, that's your daddy. You don't rise up against him. Who is teaching that now? That's why he's an elder. Thank you, Lord. You learn what authority is. You learn submission to it. You learn the power of it. And God trusts the man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now I got him crying, but it's fine. If I look at him, I'll join in. Yeah. 
<laughs> Glory. <laughs> Those are people that were with me in my wilderness days. In times of dreariness and pain, he stood with me. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh -huh. Bless the Lord. Whew. This is the second time I'm crying in this service, but I'm trying to manage it. But, but now, watch. So, you have to know that these three things, even though they're already in you, it takes your understanding to activate them. Because that was the seat of the glory in Israel. And that's the seat of the glory in you. As I said last Sunday, if you're bitter against God for anything you've ever been through, forget it. In him is no darkness. But not only that, you cannot judge God for what you don't understand. You must clear him of all guilt. Otherwise, you cannot find the shout. Ooh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Because the shout is not your, your voice, your vocal cord. The shout is your heart speaking. Hey, hey, I've been trying in the fire, but I didn't come out bitter. I came out shouting. Praising God. Hallelujah. Seventeen years sick, and the devil thought I will come out bitter. I got a shout. You know, if that shout was circumstance-driven, it would have been gone long ago. Huh? Just in this church alone, twenty-one years, and I'm still shouting. If there are people in this room, you've been through hell. You've been through high water. But somehow, you have a shot. watch because I don't have time. Watch this. As we started shouting, he said, help some of them to understand what's ailing them. You may think that you have a shout, but you are quiet because you developed a reserve after you went through that pain or that disappointment. You still think that everything is okay, but you've lost your childhood. Jesus said, except you be converted. And become like a child. He said, you cannot enter the kingdom. Ooh, glory. Ooh. 
to be saying there's no reserve here. I'm all in. Woo. <laughs> Job. Job said though he slay me yet will I trust him. I'm not for sale. I'm all in. There's no reserve here. Let, let, let me show it to you. Paul wrote about it in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. He said, we having the same spirit of faith. That's what I'm describing to you. He says, spirit of faith. There's no logic to it. God has done something in my heart. God has done something in your God. No matter how life presses you. And hallelujah comes hallelujah. out. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 Didn't somebody write a song like that? Singing hallelujah. Something. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Something over the enemy. Uh-huh. Do you all have those words? Come put it up for me. Because I'm just getting blessed. Hallelujah. Trying to talk to you. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. That's it. I raise hallelujah. In the presence of my enemy. See what I'm telling you? I raise Louder than the unbelief. There is hallelujah. My weapon is a melody.
powerful, powerful experiences in the Lord our God. It was an amazing time in the presence of God as I was sharing the word and, and reached the hearts of the people. My own heart was touched. We were so blessed in the presence of God. Authentic worship. The Bible commands us in the book of Hebrew, it says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Say, so let's come close to God with a true heart. Jesus said, these people draw near to me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Is your worship authentic? Have you touched God lately? Has his spirit reached your heart and washed over you and brought those tears of joy? Have you ever been full of the Holy Ghost? If you are worshiping without reality, then what differs between you and a Muslim or any of these dead religions where they are so violent in their pontifications, and they're ready to kill to defend their God, which is the glaring testimony that something is wrong with this God. My God ought to be bigger than me, stronger than me, mightier than me. I don't need to defend him. He is the one that needs to defend me. And I go into all these terrible areas and fill with violence and robbery and murders and mayhem. I need my God to protect me, my God to defend me, not me defending my God. Beloved, your God ought to be bigger than you, greater than you. Our God says my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. He says the heavens are high above the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. Don't you see? So many times when you pray, and things don't go as you thought. You need to trust the mind greater than your mind. The wisdom deeper than yours. That's why you sing and hallelujah in the presence of the enemy. Hallelujah. When frustrations abound. Hallelujah. When you don't know the answer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When pain is in your body. Hallelujah. When money's short, hallelujah, you better know that he is with you. How to turn life and all his issues into glory. <clears throat> it will be answered as we go along. It was such a powerful service. The blessing of it still moves me. And I pray that he has moved you today and that you will respond to the glory and the grace and the anointing on the voice of resurrection. May it touch you, may it change you, may it redeem you, may it restore you, may it cause you to revive and get excited and start preaching Jesus to your generation. People are so lost these days. I'm hearing so-called believers supporting the Palestinians against Israel. <laughs> There's no logic to it. You stand where God stands. 
His ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Yeah, stand with Jerusalem. Stand with Israel. The Bible says those that love Jerusalem shall prosper. That means if you stand against them, curses fall. Bitterness can never wane. Have you learned to turn your pain into glory? Got to go. The number to call 770-994-3777. Get revived today. Get touched today. Act on your faith. Put a seed in the ground and support the voice of resurrection. That grace will revolutionize your life. We decree it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Let's move into this powerful week and never look back. Amen. Amen. God bless you.